from the Connections Studio Suites, it's Connections. Connections is Relationship Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Connections Relationship Radio with a twist. I am Melissa Fox with two X's, and uh, hashtag Lizzie said what with all the vowels is in the house as well. That's me, boy. It is you. And, of course, we've got our favorite doctor and also the main sponsor of the show here from Stages of Life Medical Institute, Dr. David Klein. Turn your head and cough, please. <laughs> <laughs> Say my name. Who's <laughs> <laughs> your daddy? All right. All right. Tonight we're going to talk about why people fail. Yeah. What do you got? Well, what we're going to what we're really going to talk about isn't so much about why we fail, mm. but why we don't succeed. And it's two different things. You know, if you don't play, okay, you're not going to win. You don't win. It doesn't mean you failed. Mm. But what dif- differentiates? Success from failure, what makes a person go along a little further in life is what this is all about. You know, we have connections that we worry about. You know, you're talking about interpersonal relationships. We're talking about relationship, uh, relationships at work. We're talking about vendor uh, uh, relations, all kinds of neat stuff. Why do some people sell more furniture than others? Ooh. Why do some people sell more real estate than others? Why do some people get further in school than others? There's only 24 hours in the day. Mm-hmm. You have to sleep a certain amount. What? No, not yeah. you, sleep. doctor. No. Well, yeah. Okay. Even I get some sleep. Quit okay. That not often, and it depends on you know. Okay. So it all depends. So, but what is the difference? Why do some people make it look easy, and some people can't get a break? The fact of the matter is, is there is no such thing as luck. Why is it some people can't get cut a break? And the answer is this, and it's a simple thing. It's something that took me a long time to figure out. Karma? No. Oh, karma is another matter. Okay, <laughs> karma is a way that you can take a winning hand and turn it into a losing hand. We're not going to talk about those individuals that will sit down at a, at a card table and draw a full house and throw in four hoping for four of a kind. Okay, it doesn't – there are those people okay. that don't know a winner from a loser, and they're just dumb. Okay, <laughs> so, you, you know, you can't do too much for them. But what about the people that you knew growing up? And some of these folks did very, very well, and some did not. And typically, they get accused of cheating. You must have done something wrong. You did, you did something underhanded. And this happens all the time. That would be the politics of jealousy. No. Whether it's political or no. whether it's interpersonal. Mm-hmm. No, because you have I, more no. of this and you have more of that? No. No, because I know a few people that I went to school with. Yeah. And they are doing great. <laughs> yes, they fought their way. However, um, daddy's money oh, bought daddy. Oh, them oh, oh, up oh, oh. there okay. into a better education. How now, did, how does that daddy... make me jealous? Mm-mm. No. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? I'm no, just saying. But here's the deal. <laughs> if you take If you take all the parameters and line them up, and you're all the same. Hmm. The kids that you may have grown up with. I grew up with a lot of kids that, that were all pretty middle class. Okay. You know, their dads worked. Those that had dads that were still living. Okay. Some of them didn't. And their moms were, were chunking it, trying to. Hmm. And, you know, some went to school. Some did not go to mm-hmm. school. There's no person in this country that can't go to college on scholarship. There's nobody that can't make that work. Okay. Hmm. There are many, many different types of, of approaches through military and other things where you can go ahead and get your college paid for. You just have to be willing to pay for it. What does that mean? Time. Ah. Okay, you can go You can go to professional schools. If you want to get it paid for because you don't want to uh, take out notes, loans, whatever, you get it through the services. So this was a big deal when I grew up. So you went to school. You went to a state school. You went to a private school. 
but you may have done ROTC, you may have uh, done an Army or Navy or an Air Force scholarship, and then you put in four to six years to pay it back. That is part of who you are and how you want to play the game. Okay, if you don't think you can toe the line for six years, it is not for you. But that's not really what I'm talking about. What do you do about the people that were smarter than you, that had more money than you, that the, the people that had bigger houses and nicer cars, and they didn't amount to jack, they didn't amount to diddly at the end of the day? Yes. Mm-hmm. What and why did those people fail? And so I looked at the people that I grew up with. You know, I'm, I'm 66. I'm not at the beginning of my career. Hopefully, I'm not at the end. My yeah. dad retired at 92. I hope to retire at least at the age of 88. So what is it? What happened and who did I know who I, th- I thought was smarter and destined to do better than I did. And these individuals all had one thing in common. They did not do badly. They did not do well. They lacked one thing, and that was the inability to cope. Okay? They had poor coping skills. Ah, Now, here's – and and so, you know, one of the the, the listeners came back and said, well, you have to be willing to fail in order to be willing to succeed. Anybody who's ever skied knows that to be a fact. Yeah, Skip said that. Anybody – I know. I'm alluding to to, to your buddy there. (laughs) And that's just the way these things work. Okay? If you're not willing to put your head on the chopping block, you're not really going to go very far with it. So if you don't don't ski the, 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 the snow line. Okay, the tree line. Okay, you are not going to be a good skier at the end of the day. I'm going to stay right in the middle of the slope. Okay, that's what, that's what broke uh, uh, Tess's neck, actually. So what's this all about? Fear of failure. You can't handle failing. So Skip has got a point, but it wasn't exactly the point I was looking for. How, okay. Well, you it's coping put your butt skills. Out there to get okay, well, there. what do you do? Okay, there you are. You're in the office. You're in the studio. Okay, and you do this every day, and you do a lot of it. You work very, very hard, put in extremely long hours, very little gratification in much of it. Okay, but it's necessary for for you. you. Yeah, you know what you need to do. Okay, and what you do extremely well is you cope well. You have people that jump up and down on you, put you under all kinds of of, uh, duress, Mm -hmm. challenge your capabilities, your competencies. And you're in whatever. That's just in the okay. morning. No, that's just. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's by okay. 5 a.m. And, 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 and it's clear and obvious that you're smarter than the whole bunch of them. Oh, thank you. All right. So yeah. in terms of raw intelligence. So oh, what does it funny. take to make it in life? And the most important thing is coping skills. So what do you do? So you're a teacher. Okay. You've got 30 screaming little monsters Okay, all over the place. Okay. You can drink. You can do drugs. Or you mm. learn how to cope. You learn how to, to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. And this is necessary to get by in life. So at the end of my day, you know, I'm sitting there. Usually I get a little bit testy towards the last patient, okay? Yeah. Because at that point, I'm, I couldn't see straight today. It was just the way it goes. My day starts at 4 a.m. Last patient is at 5.30 in the <laughs> evening. It's like, you know, I just about had all I can take. And, so, and that's fine. And so my coping skills do very, very well. I have people yelling at me calling me names you need to this and you need to that really? i don't man my insurance doesn't pay for that what is your problem let me tell you what i was in your office one day along with linda yeah um we were doing that whole hot flash uh recovery team yeah. thing help help <laughs> <laughs> somebody put out the fire oh, <laughs> so anyway crazy. and there was like a crazy person going crazy crazy in the office yeah. uh, which i know wasn't uh, you know oh. uh, just a typical day but you were oh, like, it happens right, every, you need to take every, that outside. Every day we have these sorts of things. Wow. Now, that particular day was a was a, a, a largely 
lunatic into this. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. no, it was crazy. There's some people that are that have disorders like bipolar, and usually mm-hmm. what I do is I have, I have a, actually, I have one of the largest bipolar patient populations in the state. Good. I treat them. Good. No. Well, do you I count them that. twice? Well, you could. Okay. Just, okay. Well, I don't now, know. Schizophrenia, you do. But with, with bipolar, you know, Sorry. a lot of people don't want to put up with it. Last mm-hmm. patient of the day today was bipolar, mm-hmm. and I had the I had the misfortune of being the one to tell her she was bipolar. Oh, no. So, yeah, oh, so she, she, didn't she thought she was just manic depressive. Oh. I'm not kidding. Okay. So thinking this is really going to end badly. She was, she, she was all bummed out. And I said, I said, sweetheart, I said, you've had this disease forever. The medications you're taking are for this. And we're going to talk about adjusting them. Hmm. Just not today. <laughs> and so, you know, so what do you do? You set your expectations. And so what I, what I told her, I said, stop piling on. Okay. Let me get my job done. So then I start going about my work to try to assemble her chart, figure out what I need to do with her. And she starts telling me more stuff. I oh, said, you know, God. you stop. distract me like, like that. Stop. I'm going to make mistakes. I make a mistake. It costs you money. Right. So be like, please, tell, tell Jane to be quiet. be quiet. Please <laughs> tell Jane, Jane to be quiet. Let so, me but she couldn't. Okay. Because that's the disease. So you learn self. how to deal with it. The ones that, that, that get me, the ones mm-hmm. that really grate my my. Uh, the grade on me, let's say. Okay, <laughs> are those individuals? Oh, they do it. Are those that you know, people that are narcissistic sociopaths? No. They're very common. Actually. I'm sorry. I, you know, I try to hang out with you. <laughs> so, hey, check out Stages of Life Medical Institute.com. And also, Sundays, 4 until 5 on News Radio WFLA Orlando, the doc and I hang out and do a live call in medical show. It's the real deal. Crazy talk, but it's true. You're listening to Connections. fans out there in out there land have mercy let the congregation say hey man it's time for the biggest baddest party in the world so get on up turn it up a notch and get ready to boogie baby never heard anything like it before mind if i give a listen sure we're back I never know what to expect. <laughs> it's a Nunez production. Check out NunezProductions.com. Welcome back to Connection Show. You can catch our past podcasts on iHeartRadio's app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Make sure you check us off and like us and follow us because that way, when I put up a new one, you'll know immediately. Oh my gosh, I can just go right to it. Is that how that works? Yeah, like the one we did last week, which I think is really pertinent um, about grieving while the times are COVID are That was a horrible show. It was a great show. It was a horrible show. <laughs> no, I was it, crying in the oh, studio. It was ridiculous. Like, I, wanted, I didn't have any tissue for I you. wanted to fight everybody, and I was like, you guys right. made me cry. Stop making me cry. And it's like, oh, cry. guess what? We're going on air now. I know, right? She wanted to poke everyone's eye out. It was pretty cool. So if you get a chance, uh, <laughs> check out that podcast. Irritate. Lizzie. I know, right? Don't tick off Lizzie. It's not a good thing. Dr. David Klein is with us as well from Stages of Life Medical Institute, one of our major sponsors here at Connection Show, keeping us alive for you, keeping us alive. Now, 
let's see. We've got a lot of people watching us on our Facebook live feed at Connections Show. Karen says, you know, uh, we're talking about failing and why people fail. She says it's called managing your behavior. If a teacher masters that, then they can be successful, and so in return are the kids. And also, I feel that it's actually good because, you know, i got a few reasons of why you actually should fail. Okay. All right. Tell me if you agree with this. All right. It'll cause you to analyze your true potential if you fail. Only if you're introspective. Go on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you will learn to find alternatives. Only if you're creative. <laughs> he's being sassy today. No, he's not. No, it's exactly he's, correct. He's okay. right. You will get another chance to succeed. This is not, a, this is not a fairy tale. All right. <laughs> You will learn and grow. That's the hope. You, you you may not learn, but you will grow, either taller or fatter. But go on. Oh, hey. <laughs> right. I can mark one of those off. Yeah. Yeah, you will learn who your real friends are. That is a fact. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You will stay away from... Arrogance? Yes. No, actually what you'll do is you'll stay away from negativity. Okay. Okay, arrogance actually... What you do is you gravitate towards people that are arrogant, mm-hmm. but you avoid people that are negative. Hmm. Okay, yeah. no, arrogance is arrogance good. Is funny. It, it wor- it's got it's oh. got its negative connotations, but if you wouldn't get anywhere if you didn't have the confidence. Exactly. To be oh, arrogant. Okay. What is the difference between arrogance and confidence? It's called perspective. I'm mm-hmm. accused of being arrogant all the time. But you're fact, not. Matter, I know I'm confident. There you go. You don't a want difference. a doctor who's not confident. So when I walk into a room, I look it over and I go, oh, "Okay, I know what this is." Well, I saw 16 doctors and they didn't. They yeah. tried hard. God bless them. <laughs> they they tried. tried bless hard. bless their hearts. They tried hard. Right. Okay? And you know, you know, and then I tell them what's wrong and then I go ahead and prove it. Okay. So do they do you do you get cut off though? Just real quick side. Do I get cut off? No, no, I'm saying I'm no, no, not at home. <laughs> no, I, I, I know you're married now. It's come over 2 years now. Yeah. Um, but no, what I'm saying is when when someone's laying out the issues for you and you got the chart right in front of you and you're like, I know this. Yeah. Do you often just go Stop talking. Yeah, I do, yeah. actually. Well, some, because it's like anything else. You only have so much time in life. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if I'm, if I'm going to do my McDonald's deal on you, which is, would you like fries with that, ma'am? That can, I can do more than one thing in a day. But if mm-hmm. somebody occupies or takes up the entire block that I have for yeah, building them. Building their own burger. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they're gonna they're gonna end up they're gonna end up with a bun but no burger. Hey, I wanted to stay with the food reference. Yes. Oh, it works. There you go. So yeah. So do I do I manage my time? The yes. answer is very well. Okay, people will drag things out for hours if you let them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you, but you can't do that. Just say, okay, well, fine. Here's what here's what we're doing today. Okay, I'm going to make sure all of the data that I, that I have in here is correct, and it isn't. It's not complete because it's never complete. No. Okay, so we're going to be building this. It's dynamic, so don't worry about it. If there are errors in here, we will correct them over time. However, in order to figure out what's wrong, you have to get the puzzle pieces on the deck. So it's just like any other jigsaw puzzle. Where do you start a jigsaw puzzle? And the answer is from the corners. Then you go the edges, and then you work your way from the outside in. Hmm. In dealing with other problems, was, it's exactly yeah. the same way. Well, see, so, now that's your that's your thinking. And Lizzie's oh, over yeah. here going, wait a minute, that's not how I do a jigsaw puzzle. How would you do one? Do a jigsaw puzzle itself? Mm-hmm. How do you start a jigsaw puzzle? Uh, I do all the corners. So, so you she, do by the corners. The, yeah, yeah, you, you do a couple jigsaw puzzles, not the ones that say ages four to six. Oh, oh, oh. I got the one that's usually about ten pieces. And yeah, so there you really go. Make easy. Paw Patrol, yeah. five pieces to go to. No, what, what I do is I lay everything out in front of me, and the things that match or mm-hmm. the colors that are similar, I put into little piles. Right. And then when I see all the flat edges, I build the outside. I don't Always necessarily. Always the outside in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do. But I do 
I, I make little piles first. That's how my yeah, that's, mind works. That's what I do, no, that, do my color. That could be the second step, could be the first step. Or it really picture. doesn't matter. Okay, but when you're figuring out when you're figuring out a real world puzzle, mm-hmm. what you mm-hmm. do is you look for those things that have the fewest variables attached to them. Those are your truths. So you have four truths in a jigsaw puzzle. One that's square anyway. Okay, those are the corners. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you end up with the edges. Yes. Those, those those have one fewer dimension than the ones in the center. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you start looking at colors. You put them in the, it, roughly where they need to go. Right. But if you didn't have a guide as to what the thing's supposed to look like, like the picture on the box, oh, it gets a whole lot harder. See, I, have, I don't I, do that. Yes, my yeah, sister yeah. does. My, my, my sister Bobby. Oh, yeah. no, no, yeah, no. She, yeah. She'll take these puzzles that make no sense. Okay, they'll be totally white or totally black. Okay? No, it doesn't matter. You can look at the box all you want to. Uh, you oh, know, and she'll you're matching and she'll, she'll knock those down. It's very, very interesting. That uh, is interesting. A right? whole solid so, but color. But that's the problem-solving approach to it. Yes. Okay, is that you start with the pieces that you have the greatest confidence of being true and then work with variables. God, this is deep. Okay. Now, it's this is deep. It's I'm still thinking cake. about burning down that puzzle that's the same color. It's right. a piece. My sister, she'll do that. In, she'll, she'll knock it out in, in an evening. She's quick. Okay. She's a genius. She is. Well, she's a smart gal, to be certain. Well, I've always, you know, my, my, my parents taught me and I taught my kids to, if if there's a situation, then you need to stop for a second, pull yourself out of the box and look from the outside in and see what the situation is, even when it's yourself, because you're kind of biased in a situation and it's like, okay, well, if this was somebody else, how would you feel? And so this way you can fix that inner which is, situation. Which is marvelous when you're dancing with a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you're looking at something a little bit more broadly, let's okay. say, let's say you're going to deal with 10 or 15 problems. All right. So you are, instead of being the, the pawn on the, on the, on the, on the puzzle, you are now the, the master. You're the one that's moving the pieces around. Ooh. So you have to be willing to handle more than one thing at a time. Time management, but it is also in dealing with priorities. True, but dealing with um, managing managing your own anxiety. You know what I was thinking though, and and that and something about the, all of this kind of leads me to hiring Lizzie to do the puzzle for me because I don't have time. You can, she's there, good at puzzles. There are people that can't do what they need to do. There are those individuals that will buy their kids way into college. You, you might never have heard of that. Never. No, they didn't go to college. They didn't go to jail does, or anything. It does happen. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you, so what do you do? Okay. You're dealing with your coping skills. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's, mommy, 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 mommy. Okay, you got a couple choices there. Okay, some of them are Slap goods. Yeah. One, of them, one of them is to dump the kid. That's okay. <laughs> you know, you can you can get duct tape out. There are a bunch of them. Or you teach, you teach little Johnny use. how to occupy his time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Johnny, here's what you need to do. And then you super glue their fingers together. Okay. No. <laughs> no. All right. So Stop. There, 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 are, there are ways yeah, no, to do it. No, do not do that. But it works. Please I have lots of those little Johnnies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> doc, 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 doc. I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want. And it's all a matter of deciding what, what and who has to go first. Mm. And then understanding that you can't make everybody happy. That is a thing. I so think Abraham Lincoln said that. I think, I think a lot of people have said it. You can't make everybody happy. So what? Okay. So how do you handle that? And that's part of these coping skills. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my one of my uh, lovely wife Tess's best friends. Okay, worked for one of the local hospitals, a charity hospital. You know, they're all they're all charity. They're hospitals. all charity. They're all Christian charity. Hospitals. These people would wouldn't sure. make a nickel on you because that's it's really no, not for you. It's, it's not. It's charity. It's all charity. Okay. So her job was to go in <laughs> and get folks that owed money and twist their arm. 
And she was this cute little girl. Mm. And she would go in there and, and tell them that, well, here's how we're going to le- put a levy on your house. And here's how we're going to, you know. And, then, and, and so <laughs> oh they, would, they, they would get all upset. And she'd say, I am so sorry for your troubles. But this is what this is. You have to set up a payment plan. We're going to take a quick break here. We're talking about why people fail and uh, what you can do to not fail or maybe cope or get better. It's Connections. Relationship Radio with a twist. Be right back. You're listening to Connections. Relationship Radio with a twist. Finally, this town will have a real claim to fame. Are you are you are you gonna listen to me? Are you gonna listen to me so so I can tell you that I respect you? <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Tell Linda we want some Three Stooges next week. Three Stooges? Okay. Those productions are done by uh, my partner Linda Nunez. Check out NunezProductions.com. If you got a podcast or something, you know, these catchy little things are nice to, uh, to set the pace and get you back in or do whatever it is you're going to do. So tonight here on Connection Show, we've been talking about why people fail and Dr. David Klein says it's a necessity. We need to fail because we have to get out there and put ourselves out there. Well, there's that, and you need to know and learn your limitations. Okay? You oh. don't know where it ends until you break it. You don't know. So mm. in engineering, you know, these things are called destructive testing. You know, you go and take it, take Blow it, take it, up. until you see what it can take. Mm-hmm. Okay? Stress test. You stress test it. Mm-hmm. Destructive testing. It's the way these things work. How do you know how much load it can handle? Until you test the materials. Okay? Nice. And that you need to test your own metal. Not, not M-E-T-A-L, but M-E-T-T-L-E. Yeah. You, you must do this. And if you don't, you're not going to go anywhere. And those individuals that get uh, pampered early on do less well with it. Participation trophies? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Everybody wins, which means everybody loses. Whee. Okay. Now, do you necessarily want to be the first loser or number two? The answer is, of course, you have to be hmm. because nobody's the smartest person out there. You, you know, you can, this, you can go to the smallest classrooms that there are and you can find one where you can be the smartest, the fastest, the most brilliant. But it doesn't it doesn't really mean anything in life. Hmm. So what do you want to do? You want your kid. You want your associate. You want your me- you, you want your student. Okay. To learn that it's okay to not get it all right. I need to get 100 on this test. It kind of sounds like some relatives of mine. Okay? And when they don't, they go to pieces. And they did not go far academically or in terms of professions. You cannot be the fastest, best, or or, or, or the uh, most brilliant or the best looking. It doesn't work that way. There's always going to be somebody better. So if you go through life thinking you're a failure... Okay, if you're not the fastest gun in the West looking for number two, mm-hmm. okay, then it isn't going to do well. So in medical school, you had the same thing. So, you know, I think, ah, oh, man, here it is. You know, top one-tenth of 1%, I'm pretty good. You show up there, 180 students. They're all 180 are going to graduate because they start off with 180, end with 180. Well, what they you, didn't tell you, okay, is that they're not all going to be the same. Well, that's what, yeah. And, and okay? the thing is, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, okay, they have things called replacements. And so, yeah, they graduated 180, all right, because mm-hmm. after four years, only about a third of the people were the same ones that started. Two-thirds oh. either had to repeat years or had to drop out or oh. thrown out. Okay. Well, could you also be setting yourself up for failure because you're trying to be like, Jane Doe or keeping up with the Joneses and you're not going to become that because that's not your So what's the what is the cardinal sin there? 
Hmm. It's called jealousy. Yes. Okay. Jealousy. Jealous. Wait, wait. Now, wait. Wait. Now, yeah, I have uh-huh. to disagree with that. That's okay. Grass because, is always greener. No, I don't know. No, okay. So I'm talking about like somebody who has set their own expectations up to Jane. Let's say Jane is really good. She's pretty. She's perfect. She has the perfect marriage and everything. You're not jealous of that. You're just striving to have that. There's no jealousy involved. It, it, it's it's envy. Call it what you want. No. Oh, it's like because there's some people that I would love to scrap. This no, is no, be cool. and, I, and I'm being serious. No, <laughs> I'm just taking it from my own personal experience. So there are some people that I really look up to and I admire, and I would strive to be at their level or their point or smart as they are. You see what I'm saying? But I'm not jealous of these. I, if anything, I admire these people. That's that's a rare person. Okay. Okay, and it's actually kind of the way I work. Okay, I'm, I'm not really jealous of anybody. I don't really. Yeah, I'm know, not. Do I admire a lot of people? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. Actually, I don't. See, there are very I, I few people, people that I admire. Okay, but it doesn't mean that I don't aspire to do certain things in a certain way. So, they, but you're not setting yourself up for failure if no. you were to aspire to be somebody Only else. You well, you can fail. And there's nothing wrong with that okay. as long as you're competing with yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Okay, that's there the difference. Go. Okay, but one of the biggest barriers to success in life is the buffet table syndrome. Okay? Huh? So you, What's that mean? The buffet table. Okay, so, so you, go to, the, you go to the buffet table. Okay, okay there's, this, there's more than you can eat on that buffet table. All right. And when you start looking at the people around you and what's going on their plate, you lose. Okay, that is what it's, it's all about. It's hard this, to... I know my problem is it's hard for me to narrow down... A specific that's, like we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to focus in a few okay, minutes. That's okay, that's what I need. We're gonna how do to, I focus? We will get to focus. How do I decide? How do I decide that I just want the black black beans that are on? What you have to do is set your place. own expectations, and that's gonna be the third thing we're gonna get to. Okay, well, hurry up. We're almost out of time. Oh yes. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, we'll make it. I think. All right. Well, all right. get so, started. But get jealousy. Popping, let's go. <laughs> yeah, the buffet table is what it's all about. Yeah, I love. Okay, do not pay attention to what other people are getting. This Good. country is the world's biggest buffet table hmm. how do you get into trouble here you get into trouble when when people are jealous of other what other people have what they've earned where they are what they call themselves and then you lose oh okay you know you can well I, that person over there they did it because of the color of their skin tell that to oprah okay tell that to Shaq. okay tell that to obama hmm. like it doesn't work that way it hasn't worked that way for decades actually okay well you know that person you know whatever because of their you know because they're they're male well, guess what? Okay, the richest there's more sixty percent of the of the money in this country is in female hands. Okay, why? Because they they live longer than men. So <laughs> the upshot the upshot of it is is that this is a huge buffet table. Okay. Okay, and you need to look at it that way. You can't think okay that you're going to 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 do any better by paying attention to what the next person is taking and putting on their plate. That is their business. It's hard enough for you to keep your plate stable, but keeping your focus. What is your goal? Okay, in the military, you know, I, I made it through a Naval War College. It's something that every doctor ought to do is go to a Naval War College, right? Wow. Okay. So you learn about the difference between strategy and tactics. Okay? Grand strategy, strategy, and tactics. Okay. This is the way military thinks, at least the leaders do. And that's also the way business thinks. And it allows you to keep your focus. If you do not have a grand strategy, which is your focus, that's your point on the horizon, you will not find a place to go. You're, so you should pick one thing instead of going, I want pretty, this pretty whole plate of buffet. Well, okay. what happens? No, what you're doing is you're looking for a singular goal. Correct. And, okay. But how do you narrow that well, down quickly? Hold on. No, you don't quit, do anything quickly. No, no, no. Okay, ah. it's, a, it's a series of Venn diagrams. So you have yourself a goal. Okay. 
Now, that's grand strategy. Your strategy is how do I get there? And then you have multiple ways of doing things. You may end up with uh, different factors that need to be dealt with. It may be education. It might be mm -hmm. physical attribute. It might be, um, oh, I don't know. It could be interpersonal or personal skills. And then you have tactics. Okay, these are the ways that you sit down. Do you hold your fist like this? Do you hold your, your sword mm -hmm. like that? Do you hold your pencil like this? Or do you use this social medium or that one? That's a tactical decision. Ah, okay. So by being disciplined this way, and that's the other thing, okay, you will find your way through life. So, you know, I'm, I start a business about every two months, okay, three months. I don't fail real often. I, start, I just started a new business yesterday. What okay? did you do now? Uh, TravelPCR.com. You know, there's, there's, yeah, it's that, that's, a, that's a hoot. See, what is it? You're gonna love person. this one. This is okay. the person I want to be. Oh when yeah. I grow up, okay. Right? So, you know, we have all these people parading into stages. Okay, you guys can do PCRs in 24 hours. Yes, I gotta go to the to the UAE. I've gotta go to Thailand. I gotta go to here. We need to have the results within 36 hours, or they can't go, or 72 hours, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So, what I decided to do yesterday, it could have been the it could have been the evening before, whatever it was, just less than 36 hours ago was to start a business. So I got myself a URL, got all these things lined up. We have a website ready to go and a sales pitch. But how did this you come to but how did you come to that idea? You took you took little pieces of what you, you know out, was going to work. No, no. No, it's so simple. Okay. You ask people what they want and then you do it. It's okay, simple. it's simple. You ask your customer fill what your customer need. wants and you fill the need. Mm -hmm. So I looked around, I saw all these people running all over coming down from coming up from Vero Beach to get the PCR done because they couldn't get it done at Quest Lab Corps or any of the others PCR and get it done. PCR is Poly polymerized chain reaction. It's those little nasal swabs that you need to get to know whether you have COVID or not. Oh, this is, so this is COVID related. It's all COVID related. So yeah. one of the things we did was invested in a machine that can do a thousand COVIDs an hour. So we have, is, is that here or is that the Florida Laboratory Analysis? Florida Laboratory Analysis but we have three locations. Longwood, St. Augustine, and Jacksonville. All right, check it out. FloridaLaboratoryAnalysis.com for those quick tests, uh, and you PRCs. Too, you'll be able to get PCRs. You'll be PCRs. able to go to the Caribbean and go on vacation. You got money tied up in that, and we can get you there. All right, we'll be right back. That's Dr. David Klein, Stages of Life Medical Institute, and you are listening to Connections Radio. You don't know me, but my name is Mr. Big. That is Eki to infinity. Laundry, huh? Is that my new nickname? New nickname? Aww, you know what your nickname is, Mr. Vic. Is your friends in there? Mr. Big is pleased. I'm pretty sure I did. Wow! All right, and then welcome back to Connections. Melissa Fox, along with hashtag Lizzie Said What, and Dr. David Klein from Stages of Life Medical Institute in Longwood, right off of I-4 and 434, just a piano's throw off of the Key interstate. concept. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, so <laughs> Skip is watching and listening to our Facebook live feed at Connection Show. He's over in uh, Minnesota, don't you know? Uh, he said, I failed many times in trying to find what I wanted to do for a career, certified welder, pipe fitter, professional cook. Finally, I was given a chance to drive a concrete truck and loved it. My goal was to get a job driving that would not only pay well, but also provide a pension. I retired at 55, and now seven years later, I actually am much better off money-wise. 
very cool driving. Okay, what they te- what they teach you is never drive alongside of a cement truck. <laughs> okay, their center of gravity is so high, and they don't do so well cornering sometimes. So driving a cement truck <laughs> is, 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 is 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 it's you know that's 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 tough because you're almost flying in. Good on things. you, son. Yeah, you, you you corner a little too tight, and the the person to your outside is going to wear your truck. So yeah. Yeah, they're also very expensive uh, mm-hmm. insurance for those things for the same reason. Yeah, so good stuff. Uh, he says, never stop learning. You never know the knowledge might benefit you or propel you into something what you were meant to do, perhaps. Yeah, I started off as a musician. Yeah. Then I, I became a chemist. Mm-hmm. Then I became a uh, – I started off as a, as a musician. As a comedy. Became a man. chemist, went into psychology, went into chemistry again, became a physician. Mm-hmm. Thought I was going to be a family doc. Started doing that. Became a general surgeon. Didn't really care for that. Then I became an anesthesiologist. Kind of like that. Went into aerospace medicine, laboratory medicine. And now what do I do? Nutritional medicine. Yay. Go figure. And laboratory testing. So (laughs) I've had, I think, almost 10 careers. Five board certifications and a wall full of paper that means absolutely nothing. Because I've changed career a bunch of times. And it's, and it's a gas because you do keep reinventing yourself. It makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Karen was just saying. Another one watching us on our Facebook Live. It's the people who are survivors reinvent themselves. You, well, you have to. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and that's all right. But one of the cool things about making changes is you never get tired of what you're doing. Hmm. Okay? You get burned out if you do. Well, I've been a teacher for 28 years. I couldn't do that for 28 years. Okay, why? Because you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. So it's much more fun to be learning new things and trying th- new things, inventing new things. I have two patents. Mm-hmm. I've been published a hundred times. I like doing stuff. I was reading an article last night on, uh, oh gosh, it was Raynaud's, Raynaud's syndrome with a nipple. Okay, and, and little kids that, yeah, that I happen. I hate to, when that happens. Oh no, it's, it, it does. It's bad news. So, you know, Tess asked me, she goes, oh, well, you know, you know, what's the, what, you know, why would she suffer like this? And they tell her this, what's going on. I said, you fix it with topical nifedipine. She goes, what's that? And I said, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So she starts reading further and she starts looking at the, at the references to nifedipine. I got, I wrote the first article on it. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So it's actually, trust me, I know this. It, it, yeah. It's fun stuff. Pretty much got this. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I know what to do. I know how to make it. Fair enough. You know? So uh, coping skills, um, you, you talked about a lot of things that a person needs to have. First of all, yeah. a mentor, not necessarily um, someone that you idolize, Lizzie, but someone who teaches you or just by being who they are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can learn to emulate them, but above all, I've always been told, be yourself. Yeah, but, but so what do you do? So there you are. Okay, you're just starting out, and, and, there, and you know that you want to become an insurance agent for oh. whatever reason. Yeah, there's okay. a goal. Well, okay, Sorry, there, are, pe- there people. are people out there that find that to be cool, and it probably sure. is. They mm-hmm. kick butt All right, too. so how do you do this? <laughs> how do you go about doing it? Do you go read a book? That's a possibility if you want something that's five years out of date. Hmm. So you go find somebody that you know has done it and done it successfully. And then you take them out to lunch. You take them out to lunch and you insist on paying to take them out to lunch because mm-hmm. you are going You're to buying their time. You are buying their time. The least, that, the least that you can do is offer to buy them lunch. Ah. And then you spend an hour with them and find out, A, what it may take to do it and B, if that's what you really want to do. Hmm. So I remember when I was about 12 years old i was going into my doctor's office to get a flu shot okay something that all 12 year olds love to do oh, yeah, love shots. and so i asked the doc okay his name was dr nimitz okay he delivered me and so i asked dr nimitz i said dr nimitz is it is it fun to be a doctor do you enjoy being a doctor is it a good thing to be a doctor and he stopped because nobody i think ever asked him that and he goes well 
Yes, it it brings a great deal of satisfaction. Okay, fine. Okay, do you enjoy what you do? And he looked at me and said, immensely. I wouldn't have done anything else. Very sad. So I thought, hey, that was pretty cool. Now, that that didn't mean I went into it right away because I didn't believe everything that I was told. All right. So what did I do? I went and became a musician. It was totally dissatisfying to me because I wasn't really that good. I mean, I could earn a living. I could earn a living, but I really, my heart wasn't in it. You know, playing somebody else's music. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, it wasn't much, wasn't me. So I had to do something else. And then I started asking other people what they did. And you take them out to lunch. Now, if you can't afford to take them out to lunch, you take them out for ice cream. Take them out for coffee. But it's your responsibility to establish a, a reciprocity, a quid pro quo. And the person that you're being taken, you know, who you're taking out understands this viscerally. And they know you can't afford to take them to a fancy restaurant. What, what's more is they probably don't even want to waste the time doing it. Uh-huh. But you take them out and you interview them and you ask them, is this a good thing? Do you think it would be a good thing for me? Was it a good thing for your family? Do you have any regrets? What lessons have you learned? Ten questions, no more. And then you learn how to assess a goal. What is your goal going to be? Okay, when I was an undergraduate student, I was paid by the University of Maryland to, to perform as a student advisor. Hmm. Okay, and I had to teach kids how to get through and, and earn the credits they needed to graduate. And what, you know, what courses should they select and what degrees should they be looking to earn? Who the hell was I? I didn't even have a degree yet, but they asked me to do this. So I did it and I earned you know, five bucks an hour, which back in 1974 was pretty good coin. All right. <laughs> you know, and it was, you know, so. But that and that was okay, all right, because that was that was a, a give back to the community. So what do we do? You know, what do we what do we have to do to succeed? The first thing is to learn how to channel your anxiety, okay, to learn how to focus, okay, and to set reasonable expectations, okay. If you are going to be OCD perfectionist, you are going to be unsuccessful and you're going to fail. We you la- set yourself we up. Mm-hmm. laugh at these people because they're so tight. Well, yeah. Okay, they're a joke, but they really aren't. They're suffering in their own way. So if you're one of those persons, and I am, okay, I, you know, I, I, for the longest time I couldn't leave the house because I was checking the locks on the front door until I realized there was nothing in there. Nobody won anyway. And so then I would, I would go about my business until I realized, again, that there wasn't any way that those locks would stop anybody that was motivated to go in. So why worry about it? Huh. Don't worry about things you can't change. Don't and more sweat so is petty things. You betcha. And also, don't worry. Period. Because worry is dysfunctional imagination. Yeah. Okay. So how do we relax? We got coping skills, but we definitely need some time to relax. We've talked discipline. We've talked uh, emulating. Well, okay. First thing you do is you start the day off, and this is going to sound stupid. This is going to sound new age, because it, but it's not. It's been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Is you start your day off with meditation and affirmation. Okay, and do I do this? The answer is yes. For an hour and a half every morning, I wake up. I wake up about 4 in the morning, 4, mm-hmm. 4.30. I let Tess sleep, okay? That's nice. All right, until about 6. Mm. And then I go in, I wake her up with a cup of coffee, and we sit and talk for an hour. Okay, I meditate before she, she wakes up. But for one hour, we sit there and enjoy two cups of coffee. Okay, and we, we, we go through our day. We go through what we like, what we don't like, what we're concerned about, what we're not concerned about. Mm-hmm. And it all starts with a foundation. If you wake up and you hit the ground running, you're not going to last long. You have to wake up, take some deep breaths, meditate your way. So what ease, is, ease into the day. What you, what you do is you start off in first gear. Oh. First gear. First gear. 
So much to learn. First gear, ease into the day, but have goals and confidence and a little bit of arrogance, and you won't fail. Or you might fail. Oh, I love that. But you'll learn, and that's what's important. Dr. David Klein, always a pleasure. My pleasure, indeed. StagesofLifeMedicalInstitute.com. Check him out. Lizzie. Good night. Thanks for listening, everybody. Love you. Mean it. See you. Laughing time is over. There you have it, boys. Case closed. You've been listening to Connections. Find tonight's show and replays of our past shows on ConnectionsShow.com.